Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 8 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This podcast is with author Jason Brandt. I was actually on his podcast, Drinking with Jason, last week. Be sure to check that out. I will include the URL in the show notes. We had a great time chatting all things nerdy and fitness on both episodes. So without further ado, enjoy Workout Nerd Out. In the basement rolling dice. Hello Dragons, my name is Kenny Rotter, welcome back to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, mixing nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today I am very excited to be joined by Jason Brandt, author and Drinking with Jason podcast host. Jason, how are you doing today? I am doing great, how are you doing? I am good. Today has been an absolutely beautiful day here in sunny Southern California, so always it's always hard to be in a bad mood when the sun is shining here. Sounds better in here. It's cold as shit here in Maryland. <laughs> uh, understandable. Did did you guys get snow recently? No, we did get hail on Saturday night though. That was nice. Oh, is your car okay or was it inside? Well, I actually I sold my car recently because I oh. work from home. But uh, my wife's beautiful Challenger managed to get out of it okay. Well, that's good. That's important. So you and I have been in contact for a couple weeks now, so I feel like I know you a little bit, and also I have been listening to your podcast or watching your podcast because it's also available on YouTube. Um, But why don't you tell everybody out there who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, Well, I'm full-time author, part-time alcoholic, (laughs) part-time podcast host, I guess. Uh, I've been writing for, I don't know, going on four years full-time now. So that basically means uh, my work uniform is pajama pants, uh, some kind of dorky T-shirt, and uh, I just sit in front of a computer all day. That works out pretty good. Surprisingly, that sounds a lot like my job as an attorney, except trade in the pajama pants for a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll stick with the uh, pajama (laughs) pajama pants pants. over the monkey suit. (laughs) Now... Maybe this is a little too personal info. Are they like fun superhero pajamas or just like gray Puma pajama pants? A little combination of both. I think I've got some Steelers stuff in there. I think I've got an X-Men one in there. Uh, I have a Star Wars one that my wife steals a lot because we're, we're pretty close to the same height. She's six feet tall, so she can <laughs> wear a lot of my clothes. And... Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, and then just regular old boring flannel shit. For sure. Uh, I pers- Personally, I've got a pair of Batman and some Harry Potter stuff, so so there you go. Ah, well done. We could have a fashion show with our dorky pajamas. That'd be the shittiest fashion show ever. <laughs> or the best. <laughs> Four or five people would be very interested in that. So, you mentioned... Uh, Star Wars, you mentioned X-Men, but tell us about one of your heroes, either fictional, super, personal hero, source of inspiration, anything Man. you want. Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I guess I'd have to say I have a lot from everything, right? If you're talking sports, I've got sports heroes. If you're talking fiction writing, you know, I'd mention Stephen King, which 
for any of my my listeners. I always make sure somehow Stephen King gets mentioned in every podcast I've ever done. So there you go. I'm on someone else's podcast bringing him up. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger would be a huge one. You know his his story uh, is insane. Like you know what he came from to what he did. Um, I'm a huge fan of Schwarzenegger. He's he's like my god. I would hang out with that dude every day of the week. Yeah, he and he is not only is just his story, but the way he lives his life is just incredibly efficient. It really, yeah. When he talks about how much he sleeps and gets, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite stories was he put a, a a timer on his shower and on his kids' shower. So the hot water will shut off at five minutes. That's hardcore. Like, I that just makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> I just like, I just think that's incredibly. I don't think I could do it, but I think that's awe-inspiring. That you just because really, what else? You don't need to spend that much more time in the shower. Well, yeah, I. That's why he has four successful careers, and I'm, you know, pissing away on my second one. <laughs> uh, you know, day drinking on a Tuesday. Hey, you are you are very successful at that. At drinking, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm getting my pro status here soon. Excellent. We'll get you a merit badge for that one. Um, <laughs> we were talking a little bit about booze earlier. What's your favorite? Uh, are you a beer guy? You said you're drinking honey bourbon right now, but uh, I'm primarily a beer guy. It's just uh, I'm starting to work on my third or fourth chin here if I keep drinking all the micro brews I like. But there the, you go. I'm, I'm a dark beer guy primarily. Okay. I yeah. have a lot of micro breweries within two or three miles of my house, which has been awesome for how well my clothes fit. Uh, <laughs> my favorite the last maybe year or two has been Sweet Baby Jesus by Duclaw Brewing. Oh, I love Duclaw. Yeah, that is less than a mile from my house, the main brewery there. So. Oh, that's excellent. I used to fly out at BWI when I lived on the East Coast, and so I loved that they had the the little uh, restaurant tap room outside yeah. of the airport. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, so, do you have one specific hero that's your favorite that you're all time just you constantly just go back to that person for inspiration? Probably Schwarzenegger, to be honest, for inspiration. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you just listen to, just go on YouTube and look up some of his speeches about work ethic and things like that. I mean, there's no way to not be inspired to go lift weights or work on whatever the hell your profession is. You know, it's just the guy gets stuff done and he does it in a way that just makes everyone else who's successful. It makes them look like amateurs. Oh, absolutely. And his... Uh, his bodybuilding competition, the the Arnold Classic, it's already it's in, I think three or four different countries. Like That's he's got crazy. separate bodybuilding competitions, uh, and even for I think he's like almost seventy or over seventy, and he still looks pretty damn good. His genetics are off the charts. It's angering. oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean this is a guy who became the highest paid movie star, uh, you know, back when he was acting all the time. He was the highest paid ever at one point. And, you know, his English sucks, you know, know, and then he's the biggest actor. That doesn't even make sense. It's it's that is something I wish I I can barely speak English. And so I'm not the highest paid actor. (laughs) That's what's holding you back. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's my poor grammar. 
Um, I, going into podcasting was a brilliant decision for me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Arnold, what's your current attitude towards health, wellness, fitness? Current attitude in what way? Like, do I do anything? Yeah. Um, do you, do you work out at all? Do you have a routine? I mean, you drink a lot of beer, so you said that you were gaining a little bit of weight. What's your current, do you do anything to combat that weight gain? Yeah, I, I do, or I, I had done quite a bit. I actually tore a ligament in my forearm last year and it basically didn't let me do anything oh. uh, with any weights for a while. So I just got back into weightlifting maybe two months ago and it's felt just incredible. Um, oh, excellent. So yeah, I do, uh, I do a weightlifting program. I've got some really sweet equipment in my basement. Uh, I work kettlebells quite a bit. Stuff like that. What's your favorite machine in your basement? We got a Jones machine last year, which is one of those 3D Smiths. So it doesn't have all the joint nonsense of Smith machines. Okay. Um, you know, it goes forward and backward, up and down, self-lock. So I don't have to go to the gym anymore. So basically, when I became an author, we, decided to cut our bills down as low as possible so that when I had low months, my income was low for certain months, we would be okay. You know, so we got rid of cable, we got rid of my car, so we didn't have my car insurance, car payment, you know, a whole bunch of stuff like that. But then that meant I couldn't get to a gym. We got this piece of equipment, and it's been killer. It's got a, a weight stack on the back. I think it can hold up to a 1,000 pounds because, you know, I'm like the Incredible Hulk when I lift. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's got all the attachments. It's pretty slick, um, and I'm not much of a machines guy, but this it feels like free weights. I've been pretty happy with it. No, I, I actually, while we were talking, I went ahead and I Googled Jones Machine, and it part of me thinks that the pictures that show up on Google are, they looks like a medieval torture device, um, but it also looks pretty insanely badass. Uh, yeah, look in here. Oh, they've got a bunch of different models. Um Mine, I don't even know what the hell model number it is, no, but right. if on the Google Images, uh, without going, well, if you go into Images, yeah, it's like the actually it's probably the first one there. It's like a yeah, like a rectangle standing up. Uh, but mine has a weight stack attached to the back with 200 pound weight stack. That's so cool. yeah, it works out pretty good. I always like doing cable stuff for uh, all the glory muscles. So <laughs> do you want to talk about that injury, the tearing the tendon? Um, how did that set you back? What was your fitness before? And you just started getting back into lifting weights. What's that been like? My fitness was jack shit before, uh, <laughs> which is why I tore the tendon. <laughs> I used to lift weights a lot. So my muscle memory when I start lifting comes back fairly quickly. Uh, the problem is my joints don't come back so quickly. And uh, I was I was doing some what the hell was I doing? tricep extensions, I think. And I was just stacking weight on, like, oh, man, this is coming back so fast. And then, pop, that oh. was a wrap. So, oh. yeah, I, I have, I've had a desk job for the last, I don't know, 10 years now. Yeah. I worked, I used to work for the government as a contractor. I just sat in a room all day and worked on computer shit. So my fitness level went to hell. And then when I quit and started writing, I was like, I'm going to get back in shape and, and uh, I've never been known to take it easy on things like that. So <laughs> I started hammering away and hurt myself like a moron. No, um, I think we've I've been there. We've all been there where it's just like I took a month off in August and then I started trying to go zero to 60. I ended up tearing something in my knee and I've just been able to get that was in November. I've just been able to get back to running uh, this week. Right. Okay. So yeah. 
Yeah, so basically take that month you had off and multiply it times about 84, <laughs> and that's where I was. <laughs> so, so maybe a little bit longer of, yeah. uh, of a break. And it doesn't help that my wife's a personal trainer and a nutritionist, so you know she looks like a god, and I'm just like the tubby guy coming along behind her. Hey, man, at least that maybe it can provide you motivation to keep going once you get the tendon all No, I'm, I'm just shitting on myself, <laughs> as I always do. Uh, yeah. No, she, um, she's she got all kinds of equipment downstairs, too, so it really does help me out. That, you know, because yeah, I, I, I won't leave the house for days on end, you know. So <laughs> i got to have something to do. Oh, for sure. Uh, now, do you have a favorite mantra or motto that gets you, that either helps you, A, hit the gym, or just with your writing? Not really. Um, when I used to work out, I would always listen to ACDC beforehand, um, which made me just want to punch faces and lift weights. So, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no, not really. Uh, I am most efficient when I stick to a schedule, but I don't know if I'd really say I have a mantra or something I really follow in particular. All right, for sure. Um, although I do think uh, punch faces and lift weights could be a very a good, good motto. motto. That's a good point. Hmm. <laughs> all right and, there, that's my motto and i hope one day that you just write a book called punch faces and lift weights you know that would actually fit a character in the main character of the series i'm working on now that's kind of what he does actually so maybe <laughs> i'll do a short story punch faces and lift weights it's perfect i feel like that's very um if you God, i can't remember the movie but rowdy roddy piper when he's like i'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum they live yeah. 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 I'm sure if I wrote a, a story titled that, it would sell dozens of copies. Dozens. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, be able to buy, buy like a six pack with that or something. <laughs> a six pack more than you had yesterday. What drives you to write? What gets you up and really raring to, uh, to tackle that new book idea? My wife has this really annoying habit where she likes to eat. Oh, and man. be able to put that's gas crazy. in the car. Yeah, it's it drives me crazy. Um, so that's really what it is. I, that's how I pay my <laughs> bills. You know, it's, sure. it's my job. So it's it can be hard working from home sometimes. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, well, what's on Netflix? Or you know, you fall down that YouTube hole and, oh. and your day's gone. Um, I've been. But that, that's really it. It's it's my job. I like to write. I like dealing with with my readers most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it. I mean, it, it beats uh, working at my old job or you know, a regular nine to five. That's not doesn't really fit my personality. So yeah, absolutely. Don't be poor. And I want to buy all my toys. Uh, what types of toys? What toys are we talking about? I've got all kinds of stuff. My tastes are very nerdy, but also fairly eclectic. I, I like collecting all kinds of horror memorabilia. So like from Hellraiser, I have the What's it called? The Lemershans configuration, I think. The puzzle box. Okay, yeah. I've got a killer pinhead mask thing here. Let's see what the hell is that. I have a real killer Batman statue figurine. A nice saber tooth bust. I'm looking around my room as if you can see what I'm looking at. <laughs> all no. kinds of stuff like that. I've got uh, my my basement's basically a huge man cave with all kinds of movie memorabilia and things like that. And um. I, I play a lot of computer games, so I just bought an HTC Vive, which wasn't exactly cheap. Things like that. That's that's another passion of mine is techie, nerdy, movie, shit like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I was actually speaking of nerdy movie stuff. Uh, well, a, how do you like the Vive? I don't have it yet. Uh, I won't oh, get okay. it until they're telling me May, but they're not saying in particular which way. Like okay. front of the month or end of the month, I don't know. Okay, because I mean, I've the the biggest experience I've had with VR, and if people don't know, this is like a VR headset crazy shenanigan thing my experience with vr has solely been with google cardboard yeah i have one of those yeah, yeah because it's a piece of cardboard <laughs> there's some cool experiences to be had in there um what did i get the insidious it's like an almost not, it's not interactive but it's like a movie trailer almost where there are things coming at you yeah some like some of the videos are incredibly well done one of my big issues that I've found with at least my, my HTC One M9 and the Google Cardboard is I cannot find a decent app for my for my life. Even the Google Cardboard app I don't think is very good. See, I've only done it for a couple of things. I mean, it's not super immersive. Um, that's why I said, like, the Insidious is probably my favorite one. I've had a couple of people try and scare the shit out of them, but... Um, no, the the Vive just. I'd also used the Oculus Rift uh, DK2, I think it was, and that was really cool. But I, you're sitting in a seat, you know, that's not yeah. as immersive as I was looking for. And then I saw this thing, and and I knew somebody who tried it, and they said it was like you're playing a game that would be boring as hell on an Xbox or a computer or something, but in the in the virtual reality setting, it was really interesting and intense. So yeah. what the hell, I'll try it. The, the... To, to 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 maybe bit uh maybe give you a bit of an overshare, the extent I have used a really in depth VR was um at the Adult Entertainment Expo in Vegas. Oh, this is getting interesting. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it was it was absolutely ridiculous because you have this huge headset on and you're walking around this nightclub and there are just really poorly pixelated naked women around you the way i like them poorly pixelated yeah sure why not like i felt like i was i was uh in super mario 64 at like princess peach's dirty dance club (laughs) (laughs) and i was like okay i can see where this is going like obviously they're you know this is going to be the next step in vr but this experience isn't as great as I was originally expecting. I'm sure the VR porn 360 videos that's going to come from all these headsets is going to be bonkers. God knows what people like Pornhub will come out with. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, what, what, what was <laughs> What cool? the hell were you doing at the Porn Expo? Putting your resume out or something? No, I I was covering <laughs> it for Dumbbells and Dragons because sexual health is a part of health and wellness. Amen to that. And that was the excuse I used to get press credentials, and they let me <laughs> in for free, and I got to talk to a bunch of my favorite porn stars, and it was a phenomenal experience. Well done on that. That's a good move right there. That's how I roll. Um, and if anyone is interested, I did blog about it uh, probably early January, so everyone listening, be sure to check that out. That was on dumbbellsanddragons.com or something? Yes, it was. I shall, I shall read that. There, uh, I was also, the AVN Awards, the Adult Video Network Awards, were also that night. 
So I also have a photo gallery of everybody walking the red carpet. Nice. And some stars were dressed better than the Oscars, and then some actors and actresses were dressed like porn stars. Well, I, what a shock. <laughs> I, I hope you can't hear my dog. She's getting rowdy over there. Barely, barely any. Okay. So not a big deal. Sorry oh. for everyone listening. My dog's an asshole. <laughs> no worries. All three of my dogs, when they're awake, have a tendency to be assholes. But, so, uh, getting back to the nerdy side of things, what's your favorite areas of nerdiness? Do you have a favorite TV show, comic book, movie, video game, anything? Oh, man, that's like, which one of my dogs do I like better? Uh, and the answer oh. to that is the one who's not an asshole. But <laughs> my favorite TV show right now, as cliched as it is, is probably Game of Thrones. The last couple seasons, just the mythology's got crazy and convoluted. I've never read the books, so every episode I'm watching is a whole new thing for me. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I've read the first three books, but I am not reading ahead. Like, I have all the books because I don't want the books to spoil the show. That's why I haven't read them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I watch that. I still watch... The Walking Dead, even though the the quality varies wildly from episode to episode now. Yeah. Uh, I'm still watching it. I'm, I'm in that till the end. But we watch a whole bunch of shows. We watch, uh, it varies too. Like we'll watch the, I think it's a dramedy, you would say, Shameless on Showtime. Yes. It's a really good show. We just watched The X-Files. We watch Orphan Black. Oh, I love Orphan Black. Uh, I, I got a question for you. So Shameless. Um, right. I was a big fan, but I got really swamped the past couple months, and I have all the episodes from this season, but I'm constantly going back and forth, and I'm like, well, I didn't make a point to watch it at all in the last three months. Should I give this season a view, or should I just stop watching? This season probably had the funniest episode of the whole show. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's that show to me really hasn't... It's not one that when I'm waiting for the next season, I'm like dying and searching every day to find out when it's coming on or anything. But I always watch it and I always laugh my ass off. So I dig it. And and the seasons are only, I don't know, 10, 12 episodes maybe? 12 episodes, yeah. Yeah, so I really dig the show. I think it's well done. I think this season's been better than maybe the last couple. So Okay, that's good. I've been I, digging it. I, I actually just think... Um... God, what's the what's the younger brother's name? N uh, not Carl, the middle brother. Uh, Carl's Walking Dead, I think, isn't it? No, isn't. Uh, Carl is also on Walking Dead, but isn't the the little the youngest? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't he also Carl? Bagger. Yeah, you're right. God, there's so many characters in that I can't keep. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> Carls. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of remember them by like their biggest traits like one's like the gang banger one's the the gay brother one's the smart brother one yeah the the i actually really enjoyed the relationship of mickey and the the redhead gay brother yes it was I, phenomenal and i don't like everyone was was always talking about it as a great same-sex relationship i thought you could have changed either one of their genders or both their genders and it was just, no matter what gender you put in there, it was a good relationship. 
Like it yeah, is there was emotional. a lot of conflict there. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it is great. Yeah, that it, it's just it, it's an interesting show that I don't really know anyone else watches it except for you now. And <laughs> I'm always telling people like this is a really solid show that they keep making. So I dig uh, that. And it did get renewed for season seven. Oh, beautiful. So, I haven't watched the episode from this past week yet. I, I have to get around to that. Well, you and I can talk about that, uh, you know, in the next three months when I manage to catch up on it. Sounds good. So so there we go. Um, any other favorite areas of nerdiness that you want to talk about? Well, I was talking about playing games. I do all that. I, um, I even get into some early access games occasionally. That's how freaking into gaming i am i still okay. i still keep coming back to battlefield 4 that damn game i don't know why i just love smashing smashing guys in that game with the vehicles but uh i play i play a lot of computer games i watch a lot of tv shows i watch an absolute shitload of movies i watch the dregs on netflix and amazon prime um you know <laughs> you really have to wade through some shit on there to find some good movies but uh sometimes it's worth it no, absolutely. Uh, what was the last movie you watched on Netflix or Prime or whatever that was in the dregs? Oh, in the dre- Oh God, I can't even remember the names of half of these turds. <laughs> I get about ten minutes in, and then I just start dicking around on Twitter or something rather than paying oh, attention sure. to half of them. Um, um have, you, have you ever seen Hobo with a Shotgun? I have. I have. You are uh, one of ridiculous. two people because. Me and a buddy used to have shitty movie night where it was you have to bring a six-pack of beer you've never had before, and it has to be, like, the title has to be obnoxiously ridiculous, like Hobo the Shotgun or something Pro like... Pro wrestlers versus zombie strippers. Yes, something crazy like that. And so one day I'm like, we get together and I'm like, yeah, we're going to watch Hobo with a Shotgun. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, what's it about? <laughs> I was like, it's... It's an artsy little feature about a couple living in... <laughs> I was like, the plot review is in the title. Yeah, that had uh, uh, Rector Hauer in it. Yes, and he was awesome. So actually, you mentioning that is, a, is another... I don't know if that's a nerdy thing or a geek... I don't know, but I watch... A lot of bad movies on purpose. Um, I, I have some buddies and I. We love finding just the worst movies you've ever seen and just laughing at. Them. Uh, I don't know if that's an asshole thing to do, or but I've done it since college, and I even have a, a horribly unpopular show on YouTube where we watch these bad movies and talk <laughs> about them. Is this the so bad it's good? That is so bad it's good. Yes. Excellent. No, I I was actually looking at a couple of the movies you guys had watched and. Uh... You just you done Bloodsport. Yep, we just did Bloodsport. And are you familiar with the podcast? How did you How did this get made? I was not actually until about two weeks ago, and I saw something for one of the movies we did. Is it a good podcast? Um, can you Can you hear that toy? I can. That's not me playing with the dog's toy. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, no, it's it's uh, Paul Shear. Uh, and his wife, and then Jason Mantzoukas, who... Did you ever watch the show The League? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about fantasy football. Uh, Who plays Rafi. Okay. 
I don't and, remember the show. I've seen a couple episodes. It was nice. funny, but I just haven't watched them all. Yeah. Um, and they just talk for an hour, hour and a half about movies that are so bad. How did they get made? A couple of the movies that they've recently done are... So they did Bloodsport. They've done Arnold Schwarzenegger's Junior. Oh, God. They did... Um, they did a couple of Shaquille O'Neal's movies. Shazam! Uh, Kazam. 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 Wow. Yeah. Shazam things up there. <laughs> was a badass superhero that his movie needs to get made. So, yes. So, when I saw that you guys do a, a, a vidcast, a video cast of that, I was just like, oh, this is brilliant. I love crappy movies. We've got a whole bunch queued up that are just, like, movies that are even worse than the ones we've watched. Like, The Room. We haven't oh, done that yet. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done Samurai Cop yet. We haven't done Rock and Roll Nightmare yet, just because we wanted to get the format down to where we were making the best episodes we could, because those movies are gems. Have so, you seen Kung Fury? I have seen Kung Fury, yes. I love Kung Fury. Oh, me um, too. I'm, I'm, like, we were, I was watching it, and my wife wasn't even paying attention, and then all of a sudden, like, one line, it was like, the Laser Raptors, I think? Fuck. Laser Raptors. Yeah. She turns in, she's like, what the hell are you watching? And then she could not take her eyes from the screen. So everyone out there, watch Kung Fury. Yeah, that's a, that's a movie that basically does what I do on this show, where it, it laughs at, but also holds these movies up as being something good. Yes. Um, like, that was not made as a... That's not a crappy movie. That was made like like to be a crappy movie. Yes. Um, and it's really well done. I actually bought the theme song for that, which <laughs> uh, was done by uh, his name's escaping me, Night Rider um, Hasselhoff. Oh, really? Hasselhoff did a song for that. Yeah, that's the theme song. It's incredible. The music video on YouTube is hilarious. Oh, so I'm going to provide a link to that. I ended up buying notes. that. And it was my ringtone for a while. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh. What's one thing that you're into that other people might find surprising? Hmm, surprising. I'm, I'm not really sure. I kind of wear everything on my sleeve. Uh, let me think about that. Um, wow, you kind of stumped me here. Okay, here. I do not like romantic comedies whatsoever. They drive me crazy. But there are a few that are really well made. So how about... Dirty Dancing. Boom. I like Dirty Dancing. That's a good movie. Everybody can kiss my ass. Hey, first of all, everyone loves Swayze. That's right. Everyone I, I is crazy to call for him Swayze. Swayze. What was that? I prefer to call him the Swayze. The Swayze? Yes, because he's that cool. But uh, no, that's a good movie, so there you go. No uh, one would think I'd like that. You've done Roadhouse, right? Yes, that was the first one we did. Oh, I love that movie. The Swayze is just so great. Oh, some oh. of the stuff he made. It was just it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you what's your favorite Sway's movie? Other than Roadhouse, um, legitimate movie? Probably Ghost. That was a really good movie. There you go. That's another romance, I guess. Where demons come out of hell and drag people away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you got the whole pottery scene. I think it would have been funnier had the ghosts been spinning pottery 
Oh man, that would have been Ghostbusters esque. Yeah, or a mashup between Ghost and Beetlejuice, where Michael Keaton is doing the pottery. Oh my God, <laughs> Michael Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice <laughs> working on pottery is maybe the greatest thing I've ever thought of. Thank you for that. You are welcome. <laughs> I think they're making a Beetlejuice sequel, aren't they? Uh, it's been rumored. So, but. I think it was like a few days after everyone had confirmed it, someone unconfirmed it. Oh, please let that happen. I I would love to see a sequel to that. As long as they use all the old practical effects and not yes. CGI it to hell. Yes. You and I could have a huge conversation about CGI versus practical. Yeah, I've, I have a feeling we'd probably be on the same side. That practical is better. Yeah, CGI knows the shit out of me. I mean, when it's when it's all CGI, yes. I'll put it that way. Like, I think Star Wars: The Force Awakens did a good mix. I think a mix is the way to go. I yeah. really do. That that's the best example. That movie looked phenomenal. Yeah, but just phenomenal. One of the one of the big ones I'm thinking of is Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Ooh. No, not World. A L- little heavy in that one. <laughs> No, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, but Jurassic... This movie holds up. Yeah, it does. And, this, like, the CGI looks good by today's standards. Yeah, what's that now? 20... 22 years old. Yeah, I, I love that movie. I could talk about Jurassic Park all day, too. I was... <laughs> I was <laughs> so, I was actually... This was yesterday. I was walking my dogs, and one of them did their business, and... I had the bag, I picked it up, and I looked at my dog, and I was just like, you will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> well done. And, I'm sure your dog appreciated the joke. Ah, uh, you know, she's one. She hasn't seen the movie. It's PG-13. It's too old for <laughs> yeah, her. That's true. <laughs> that's a good line. That's just a great movie. I was in awe of that movie as a kid. And that's why it holds up. I mean, I remember my parents made me read the book. Uh, sure. Yeah, before Michael going Cr- to see it, and I actually, I actually prefer the movie to the book. Don't tell anyone. I was like ten years old, eleven years old, and my mom gives me this like three hundred, four hundred page book. I managed to read it in like a week by skipping, reading a chapter, skipping fifty pages. <laughs> reading a chapter <laughs> skipping 50 pages um so sadly to this day i still have not read jurassic park and i'm pretty sure my mother still doesn't know that i haven't read jurassic park i think you might just let that cat out of the bag there buddy she doesn't listen <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good book it is it's it's fairly different from the movie if i recall too i mean i haven't yeah. read it in probably yeah. 15 years but... um, Earlier you were talking about Stephen King. Have you gotten a chance to check out, uh, what was it, 11-26-63, 11-22-63? I have not yet. I've read the book, but I haven't seen the show. Yeah. Have you? No, and so I don't even know why I brought it up. I was hoping you could tell me something about it. What's well, Hulu, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why I haven't seen it. I don't have Hulu. Uh, okay. See, we, we've cut the cord a long time ago. Yeah, we have Netflix and we have uh, Amazon Prime, but I don't have Hulu. Do you also but the have... book is phenomenal, so... Okay. See, I I have not been a fan of Stephen King since, like, pretty much anything he put out in the mid-90s and after. 
So I'm going to hang up now. It was good talking to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Perf- I just... He was putting out... No, I actually believe he's talked about that, that he stopped doing something like really big uh, contracts because he felt like his work wasn't as good when he was just working. You know, if he has a three-book contract, he has to write three books. Yeah. So he was working on the contract, not necessarily just working Working. when something hit him. Um, I actually feel like in the last 10 years, his work has improved significantly, and he's kind of gone more towards thriller-esque than horror. Okay. But it's been good stuff. Okay, that's good to know. I, no, I'm with you. Like, uh, uh, was it Buick from a from Buick, Buick 8? Or something? Yeah, I remember reading that. Like, Jesus, this isn't very good. Yeah, and I didn't love Bag of Bones. I dug it. Like, it wasn't my favorite. I dug it. It was all right. Like, I just finished reading recently Firestarter. Mm-hmm. about little girl who has pyrokinesis. About Drew Barrymore with pyrokinesis. Yes. <laughs> and that book, like, I was gripped. I could not wait to finish it. Like, it is a great book. And just some of his other stuff, I just don't feel that way. But I haven't, to be honest, I haven't read any of this stuff from the last ten years. To be fair, too, anyone who's written 50 novels, you're going to have some in there that aren't the best. It's... Yes. Anyone who's creative, you're going to put stuff out there that people aren't just aren't going to like or isn't going to be up to. Especially when you've written something like The Stand or It. Not oh, everything. Yeah. Or The Shining, you know. Not everything's going to live up to that standard. But I, I, I do agree that he did hit a lull. I'm giving you a little shit there. But he did hit a little bit of a lull there in the 90s. But uh, he's, doing, he's doing some good stuff now. Alright. Alright. I'll check it yeah. out. Shut up. It's oh. not bad. What is... Here at Dumbbells and Dragons, we have a saying, and it's work out, nerd out. And it's just, we we work hard, and then we get we get our uh, nerd groove on. So what did you do this week to work out, nerd out? One health fitness thing and one nerdy thing. I deadlifted earlier today. So there you go. Rawr. Nerd out. Last night, I was playing an early access computer game called H1Z1. King of the Kill. So, there you go. What's the game about? It's basically an online arena type game. Everyone parachutes into this really large map. It's like 170 people. And it's basically last man standing wins. But you parachute in with no guns, no ammo, no armor. And you have to go through houses and cities and and try to find stuff to kill each other. And then they kind of do a Game of Thrones thing. So after 50 people or 75 people die... They drop poisonous gas down to push everyone into a, an increasingly shrinking circle so that when okay. there's only 10 people left, you only have like 100 yards to work in. But it's a, like I said, it's an early access, which means for anyone who's not super ridiculously dorky like me, means it's not finished yet. Yeah. So you buy it at a cheaper price and you have to deal with bugs and all kinds of annoying crap. But uh, it's, a, it's a pretty fun game. It's really intense. So I was playing that last night and deadlifting today. That's awesome. That's a good mix of stuff you got going on. I let's see, what did I do? I like I said, I just started running again, and by the time this airs, I will have just completed my fifteenth Tough Mudder. So I'm very excited for 15. that. Fifteen, jeez. I I I go hard. I'm, <sighs> and that's actually how I tore something in my knee. I did three in three weeks. Uh, oh. 
God. And it's 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 not like they were like right next to each other. I did one in LA, one in Vegas, and one in Florida. All that traveling and not having a lot of rest really took a lot out of me. But I love them. They're a blast. I encourage everyone to do them. I'll probably be doing one on the East Coast this summer if you want to do one. Hell no. All right. But you could probably do one with my wife. She likes doing that shit. They're a blast. I love them. I used to do the Warrior Dash, but I hate running, so I quit. <laughs> See, I hate <laughs> I hate running, but that's why I've always done these like obstacle course races, because it's just not straight running. Um, I can break up the running with, you know, playing like a kid on a jungle gym. Yeah, I, I, that's the only reason I did the Warrior Dashes. I used to run track in high school, and it just completely ruined running for me. It's, you know, that was so freaking long ago, and I still bristle at the idea of running. So oh. that's why I'm hoping to get in this virtual reality crap. I can uh, <laughs> put some games in there where I have to move around a bunch to try to get my cardio that way. It, it's not going to surprise me when that actually becomes another use for VR instead of just porn. Um, <laughs> what are you saying? That's not why I bought it. <laughs> no, uh, my wife's listening. <laughs> no, um, it's it's the next step from the Wii. Like the Wii was getting people up and moving around. And it so, was, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I liked playing the Wii. I liked. I used to play golf on that with with my friends constantly. Oh yeah, it was a blast. And I I actually loved the uh, the bowling, the tennis. Um, it was. Awesome. Oh yeah, the bowling. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was good, good stuff. Time. Yeah, I'm hoping this this will do some of that. I've seen some of the games where you're... Hey, my dogs aren't the only ones. Yay. Yeah, those were mine. I've seen some of the games where you're shooting at things and, and they're shooting back at you and you literally have to move around in your room. You have to duck down, um, all that stuff. Uh, so hopefully it'll take what is a ridiculously sedentary time for me and get the blood flowing a little bit. Although I can't imagine playing a game like Battlefield Five or when it comes out in that, I would probably shit myself. Yeah, and also you you do need to be able to confine it to a pretty small field, like so you'd have to like run in place. Yeah, the the, the locomotion thing is definitely something they haven't solved yet. Yeah. I've seen one of those. I don't remember what it's called, but you kind of run in this little shell with slippery shoes on. It looks yeah. like. It doesn't look like it works all that well, but yeah. I don't know how they're going to solve that. I mean, and, I, yeah. oh, I'm assuming it's going to be something. Have you read Ready Player One? I've read part of it. I haven't finished it. Yeah. Where they have like these full haptic get up suit things mm-hmm. and like you're running on essentially what is a 360 degree treadmill. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking it's going to have to be. Yeah. So I can't wait to drop $10,000 on one of those. <laughs> Then I can get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> now I really... No, like, uh, you nerds will be the fittest people on the planet if that ever happens. Like, if you have oh, to play yeah. Call of Duty and you literally have to run where you're going, first of all, sales of Call of Duty are going to tank because nobody's <laughs> going to want to run five miles a, a map. And, uh, and the ones who are playing it, I mean, you're going to be running constantly. Well, um, and there's, go- I mean, there's got to be some sort of, like, no one's going to be able to run five miles playing a video game, you know? So there's going to have, they're either going to have to shorten the worlds or, like, you run ten yards and it's a mile. 
Yeah, they're they're gonna have to figure something out. It, it's a whole new thing. It, it it's like in the '90s when the when 3D graphics really started coming out, and they had to completely relearn how to make video game levels. Oh yeah. Uh, that's basically what's happening now. Well, and one of my favorite things was how even in a 3D world, Nintendo managed to still make a linear game in Super Mario Galaxy. Loved Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Loved it. it. Absolutely brilliant. And just it completely embodied the feel of the old school games with new school graphics. Yeah, I I absolutely loved that. You know, I think I have Mario Galaxy 2 downstairs, and I don't know that I've ever played it. Oh, I, I was actually talking to a couple people about this yesterday. I loved it. I've played it. I stopped playing a couple years ago, like right after I got it, and I've got one star left. Oh, Jesus. Your OCD isn't killing you? Um, It was for the longest time, and then I was like, it got to be so long between games that I was just like, I'm done here. I don't even have time to game. Well, I'm sure to get that last star, you'd have to get all your skills back up, right? That can't be an easy star. No, it's actually the hardest star in the game. You've got to beat the hardest level in the game without taking a hit. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's worth it? I should uh, get the old Wii out and fired up? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, if you loved Galaxy, then you're going to love Galaxy 2. I've actually, I have to do that. I've actually been bitching on the podcast. People are, people are going to be like, Kenny, you've been bitching about this for like four or five weeks. <clears throat> and I'm going to be like, well... Technically, I recorded all of those in a three-day span, so not really. But I've been for three days. <laughs> I've been dying to go back to Super Mario 64. I do it quite a bit. I actually, uh, oh, here you go. You want to talk about some <laughs> some geeky shit? I built an arc a Mame arcade in my basement. I got an old arcade cabinet, gutted it, put a computer in it. Oh, got that's all awesome! The, all that stuff on there, and then I also have emulators in it with N64 and SNES controllers hooked up to it. Oh, that's so, so cool. I've actually played Mario 64 in the last two months or so, oh. and it is excellent. It's so such a good game. And uh, by the way, Nintendo, I have paid for all these games that uh, I've also downloaded and emulated. There you go. I don't think they Disclaimer. care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually at this, this bar, really great craft beer bar in Florida, and is called it was called Player One, and five dollar cover, but they have a bunch of old arcade machines. Free to play. Free to play. Oh God. <laughs> and then, if you have a tab open at the bar, you can rent any last gen system. So anything other than a Wii U, a PS4, or an Xbox One, for free. And they have wow. every game, like the the N64, the Super Nintendo, the regular Nintendo, all emulators. That's pretty and badass. they have every game. But this actually brings up a story. Me and my buddy Ted beat all the way through the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, Turtles in Time, and the Simpsons arcade game. Oh, nice. Like, I was like motherfucking bucket listed i was like i was like do you know how much money i spent on this shit as a kid 
Like Oh yeah, I understand. This what so what I've learned is like I always played NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. I always played it with a buddy. It was a tough game, but it was a fun game. Started playing it on the arcade in the last couple of years since I built the the main cabinet. And the arcade game literally cheats because it doesn't want you to win. It wants you to keep pumping quarters in. So if you're winning in the fourth quarter, the cheating is on. Full court shots, uh, just all kinds of crazy shit. So in order to beat this, my buddy and I, we, we've had a lot of drunken hours in NBA <laughs> Jam Arcade. I'm, I'm going to put it that way. I, I'm surprised <laughs> I'm not divorced already. But we've kind of mastered it now where we can get around the cheating a little bit. And my brother, my buddy went to a bar like the one you're describing. I think he said all – it wasn't free to play, but they had a couple hundred arcade games that you just put quarters in and play anything. And one of his friends was like, oh, you remember NBA Jam? And he tried to play it off like, no, I, I remember this, I guess. And <laughs> I guess he just ass-smashed this guy at the bar. <laughs> the guy got super pissed off. He's like, yeah, actually, I played that like a month ago. He sharked him. Yeah, sharked him. Is what's what's the what's the thing like a pool shark? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. basically yeah, that's exactly what he did. Just like oh yeah, I kind of remember this, and he played it you know just a couple weeks ago. So that's awesome. Yeah, the arcade it's... cabinet gets a lot of play with my college buddies. <laughs> your your buddy should totally hang out like at a GameWorks or some arcade where there's like high school and like college kids. And just totally swindle them out of their milk money. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> you could maybe make, I could do that to supplement my writing income. Yeah, you could make at least four dollars a day. Yeah, easily, right? <laughs> I'd only get beat up a couple times. <laughs> It'd be fine. Uh-huh. What types of books are you writing? When do you got coming out? I write uh, mostly horror and action thriller kind of things. I kind of blend the genres. I have a series I'm working on called the Asher Benson series, which is about a lieutenant who was over in Iraq about five to ten years ago and suffered a traumatic brain injury. And as his mind healed, he found that he could hear the thoughts of people around him. And it completely ruined his life because he couldn't turn it off. So imagine being Professor Xavier, but without any control of it. Oh, wow. And you could just hear all the, the worst things people think as they walk down the street. You know, they see a beautiful woman and they just think awful thoughts or they see a homeless person and they think awful thoughts. It's the kind of thing that everyone thinks every day just in a microsecond. But if you could hear all of it, it would really you wouldn't be happy with humanity. We'll put it that way. OK. And so that's how the series starts. And he's his life is ruined. He's an alcoholic and the government eventually finds out what he can do and they come after him. And that's kind of the start of the series. I've got two books in it now and a short story. I've just finished the first draft of the third book, which will come out in three weeks. So towards the end of April, if I had to guess. And then I have another series that I'm working on the fourth book in, which is kind of a it's a post-apocalyptic series, but not zombies. They're like sort of like vampires. They come out at night. The sun hurts them, but they're very monstrous, uh, very muscular and strong, okay. but uh, not a lot of higher brain function. So I guess if you could mix zombies and vampires, uh, but there's no, there's nothing supernatural about it. Um, so I, I kind of, right now I'm going back and forth between those two series. Okay. So, and, and that's the hunger that is series. The hunger. Yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to link, if you don't mind everyone to your, can I, can I do your Amazon page? 
No, I hate when people try to sell my books for me. It's okay. the worst. I'm not doing it. Everyone out there, don't buy his books. Well, anyone who follows the link, the first book in the Asher Benson series, which is a telepathic series I just mentioned, that book is free, and the first book in The Hunger is free. They're both full novels, and they're nothing. So, On Kindle? On Kindle, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, everywhere. Okay. Okay. I didn't – I mean, it, you're not giving away paperbacks, is no, I'm not giving away paper. <laughs> e-books are free. Okay. E-books are free. <laughs> All right, excellent. I'm drink. I'm drinking the cheapest honey whiskey right now. <laughs> For sure. What do you got lined up as far as the podcast? When can we expect more drinking with Jason? Is it drinking with Jason or drinks with Jason? Drinking with Jason. Drinking with Jason, um, as well as uh, so bad it's good. Well, because I I don't monetize those in any way. Those are just fun side projects so drinking with jason is just i drink with authors or actors or whoever like we'll have you on here in a couple weeks yeah. and just share some drinks and shoot the shit basically what we did today so that'll be version two of this i guess I except like with it. you answering questions and, and um, i hope i hope i'm going to be able to say yes i've played super mario 64 yes i've gotten that last star in super mario galaxy 2 all right well that's your homework <laughs> <laughs> um it's a, it's just a fun show. If you want to see a couple actors just get schmammered, um, that's that's the place to go. But because I don't monetize it, whenever I'm wrapping up a book or something, I'll not put out a couple episodes, you know, for for several weeks, and then I'll put out five or six in a couple weeks again. So that's basically where I'm at right now. I haven't done any in I don't know a month, maybe something like that. And I probably won't do another one for two weeks, but then I'll do them for two months straight. So. Yeah. Probably end of April again. Once I get this book out there, I'll take a week off from writing and and do this. And we have another So Bad It's Good in the can. We shot it six, seven, eight weeks ago, and I just haven't had time to edit it. So. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's that's the bane of my existence is the editing. It's the worst. It's it's just the worst. It takes so long, and nobody realizes it. Oh yeah. Um. Again, I've 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 learned to be able to edit at one and a half speed. But that helps. Yeah, but again, that's I'm not dealing with any video. Yeah, the video is the worst part because I I have the movie footage that I edit in, I have our reaction footage from us watching it that I edit in, and then I have a half an hour to 45 minutes of us talking about it, and I edit all three of those streams together on the fly, and it just takes forever. Oh, I'm sure. It sucks, you know, but <laughs> it's a labor it's of love. Yeah, I mean, I sit and drink beers and watch bad movies with my friend. You know, I, I shouldn't complain too much. Yeah. It's not like I'm working the salt mines. There you go. And that's important. And they're entertaining. I know the few that I've watched. Uh, the I've watched, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts and watched the one with my mother-in-law, um, Jeannie Koch. She was a good time. <laughs> Speaking of authors who got uh, hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> um, the last ten minutes or so were a good time. No, she's she's great, and she. I'm gonna get her on here soon, but she's she's phenomenal, and you always have something to talk about. Oh yeah, she's a talker. She's a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, her quite a bit. Excellent. And as we wrap up, do you have a go-to uh, nerd resource or nerd app, anything like that, that helps you uh, stay nerdy, stay geeky? Oh shit! Um, <laughs> how about uh, I'll just go with the easy answer: Steam. If you play PC games, Steam oh, yeah. is it's my bag. 
But I pre- pretty much just go to a lot of websites. YouTube is a treasure trove of this nonsense. Um, <laughs> you go you, once you go down the click hole of YouTube, it it can get pretty ridiculous. It's it's probably ruining my life more than booze. Yeah. Uh, stay away <laughs> from YouTube Red. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't looked at too much of it yet. Well, it's apparently it's going to be a subscription service. Yeah, it's like ten bucks a month or something. Yeah, and I I don't know if they did a lot of market research with the name because someone there has to be aware that there's a website called RedTube. <laughs> That's right, man. You know your porn. All right. Thank you. This um, is coming from a guy. I did so I did digital forensics, so I I looked at people's computers all day coming from overseas and just full of porn so i basically spent eight hours a day watching porn you know your shit man hey uh, you know we all have our talents congratulations Um, thank you thank you (laughs) enjoy your wedding this weekend (laughs) i certainly will um the greatest part about it was my wife encouraged me to go to the expo well done sounds like you're doing a good job that is when you know she's a keeper yeah um, Get that contract signed quickly. And real piece of advice for everybody, make sure you have that friend who knows the password to your porn folder or knows where it is hidden on your computer to delete it if you happen to reach an unfortunate demise. I didn't know porn folders were still a thing. I thought with private internet browsing that had gone away. See, I like owning things. And I like having them, so I still have the physical, not the physical, but, like, the files. All right. So you're old school. I mean... By old school, I mean, like, five years ago. Yes. it's. I don't think I have any more VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say I do have a few DVDs. You're still reading books on uh, stone tablets? Yes, yes. See, this is why I'm gonna have to buy your paperback because I don't. Ha- <laughs> I, I I own a Kindle. I don't use it. Oh my God! I only read on the Kindle. I haven't read a paper. I still collect books because I love physical books, but yeah. I don't read them. At- See, I I only read at maximum two books at a time. And okay. That's what I do. I read one. So, well, one is a book and one is a comic book. So I will, okay. I will never mix novels. Uh, and so, A, that means if I'm ever traveling, I'm only taking at maximum two books. Maybe three if I'm towards the end of one. So it's not like books are taking up a lot of space in at, when I travel, and that's the only reason I would use an e-reader. So... What are we doing? What are you gonna do when we hang up here? Are you gonna go shoe your horse to go into town? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, I'm cool. going to. I, you know, I actually need to. Um, I just pissed off half my readers when I listen. <laughs> I need to fire up my kiln and make some new plates. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> because me and the wife need something to eat dinner off of. Uh, that's great. <laughs> no, that's that's what we're gonna do. And no, you, I I, you I, I, I can appreciate that. I still sh- like paper. You should see my bicycle. It's got one little tire in the back and one giant tire in the front. (laughs) (laughs) Going to ride that to the circus? Yes, yes, sir. All right, where can people connect with you uh, social media-wise? 
authorjasonbrandt.com. It's got links to everything on there. I'm on Twitter, Jason underscore Brandt. Uh, what is my Facebook? I think it's JM Brandt. Just search Jason Brandt. I have a ridiculous picture of me with a, a super mullet. That's my author photo. So oh, if you, that is you. I was like, that is a brilliant photo. And I was like, this cannot actually be his. That So I oh, have a, a really great narrator who reads my audiobooks, and he's a really funny dude, and he made that for me. And little did he know that that is now in the back of my paperbacks. That's now my Amazon author photo. So <laughs> That's awesome. I'm well probably done. killing my career with that because people are like, what? This guy wrote this book? <laughs> but uh, So any anywhere you see an idiot with a mullet with Jason Brand attached, that's me. So, But author Jason Brand is kind of a hub where you can find everything. All right, excellent. And just real quick, what is your – aside from authorjasonbrand.com – what is the number one social media that you use, if any? Probably Facebook or Twitter, either one. Okay, I'll, I'll include links to those as well. And absolute lastly, finally to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast? Oh, that's a, that's a weighty question. Honestly, my advice has always been to be successful, there's – there's a lot of luck involved if you're going to be hugely successful, right? If you're going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger successful or I don't know who the hell's big now, Taylor Swift successful, right? You have to meet the right people at the right time. But the only thing you can control is how hard you work and how much time you put in. And that's going to increase the chances of you being lucky. So just work on the things you can, can, can control. Wow, maybe I should uh, have another whiskey. Work on the things <laughs> you can control and ignore the shit you can't. Don't worry about somebody else getting breaks you aren't or anything like that. You just put the work in, the butt in the chair or lift the weights or whatever it is you're trying to do, and that's your best odds of making something happen. Well, I think it's a quote that is success equals – success is when preparation meets opportunity. I don't know who said that, but that sounds pretty genius. I'm going to take credit for that one. That's really what it is. I mean, you, you can't control who's going to see your stuff, but you can control the stuff you're putting out. Yeah, you know? and it's it's when you're prepared for that opportunity, you will be prepared to take full advantage of it. Right. You got you have to put yourself in the position to be lucky. Absolutely. So, I haven't been lucky yet, and I'm still making uh, – I'm doing a full-time career, and I have had no hits. Nobody knows who the hell I am, and i still still working from home. So, well, you know. You just got, I, just got to put the work in. Absolutely. And I know who you are, and everyone listening is going to know who you are. So someone out there is going to be that person that is going to be like, I love this photo. I'm giving this man a million dollars. It's more like, wow, that was a great book. And then they see my photo, and they're like, oh, Jesus, no way. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting associated with this guy. <laughs> but he's got a sense of humor. Or there's some person out there who's still rocking that haircut and they're going to be like this man is brilliant i kind of want to rock that haircut (laughs) i just don't have the guts (laughs) Uh, i'm also going to include a picture i'm also going to include this picture as the featured image when this podcast posts he does a good job when when it's in the thumbnail form it kind of looks like it's my hair there you go he he did a good job so i appreciate that (laughs) you're very welcome All right, everyone out there listening, thank you very much for being a part of this one. We had a good time today. 
You can find me at DumbbellsAndDragons.com, as usual, on iTunes. Subscribe, like, download, rate us, review us. Uh, and until next time, work out, nerd out. Thanks so much, Jason. Thank you, buddy. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.